This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? Man, I well, I I guess under the circumstances with our uh, <laughs> our modern pestilence, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just uh, yeah, I, we're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing fine. Uh, I'm at my house right now, uh, recording, and um, you know, all our daycare is closed, so I had to uh, run the baby over to her grandfather's house, which. Uh, her grandfather and grandmother are just uh, my parents are just now moving into town and so that's yeah kinda, welcome to jackson kind of nice so yeah but they're um they're helping out a little bit during all this insanity and yeah man we're just trying to trying to figure out how to be responsible adults and um and and parents and business owners and everything else during this uh incredibly uh tumultuous season man yeah it's just kind of kind of nuts um yeah so anyway things are uh Things are fine. It's uh, it, it does happen to me. My second anniversary today, Bo. Congratulations, so, man! Yeah, dude, two years. I, I um found uh found the woman that would put up with me, and uh, man, we're we're really thankful. Of course, everything is uh <laughs> everything's closed today, so there will be no fancy dinners. But uh, there's a good chance that uh she will be uh joining me on the porch uh this evening with uh with a bottle of wine and and perhaps my pipe. So anyway, we're we're. We're uh, we're very blessed. What's going on with you in Houston, man? Things are probably That's, probably even more crazy there, huh? Yeah, man. Look, with a baby, I think uh, a, a quiet night at home is uh, is worth its weight in gold. <laughs> so I hope y'all enjoy that for sure. Man, I am hopped up on painkillers like you would not believe. Uh, <laughs> like 2020, and I know this is the most like understate. Like I can, there's no possible way to understate this further. Uh, has not been kind. It has right. just not been kind. It's not been kind no. to anybody. But, uh, you know, as, as folks know, I broke my foot earlier on in the uh, the year, and uh, I have a herniated disc I've been dealing with for the last, like, six days. Now, fortunately, I'm coming off the back end of it, so I should be better. But, man, I was just, like, like hard up in the bed there for, for a bit. It was rough. Golly, man, I know. That herniated disc, too, it, there's something about back issues that affect, um, and just everything everything you got. I know that's yeah. hard. It's been awful, but like I said, the painkillers are uh, are working their magic, and I should be on the back back end of it at the moment. And of course, you know, nothing nothing's better to do the painkillers than uh, teaching teaching the kids doing the homeschool thing. We finally this week got official curriculum from our uh, from our from our local schools here, and I gotta say, okay, I I'm I'm quite relieved because because I was coming up with a lot of this stuff like off the off the off the cuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I'm doing all these, you know, worksheets and I'm kind of, you know, making it up as I go along. And then once I get like, oh, vetted content. Okay. Yes. Yes. By all means. And then, you know, it, it's been good. <laughs> I, I have a couple friends in the, you know, teaching business, teacher friends, and they were, uh, they laugh sometimes when they have nothing to do or things are just crazy or they, you know, have to come up with an idea, um, you know, off the cuff. They call it big right, paper. Right. They call it big paper day. Um, it's when they go down to the, uh, you know, to the teacher's, uh, uh, you know, a, a craft area where they get their teaching supplies or whatever, and they just get a whole bunch of that big butcher paper and bring it back oh, to yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, here, here's some, here's some colors, and we're gonna, we're gonna have big paper day. Now, y'all draw something, <laughs> you know, or, or, or make, make a diagram of something or whatever. It's just, it's big paper day. It's whatever you need, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. it was basically big paper week last week, but we're, we're getting legit this week. Now, oh, I got to say this, man. The, uh, this last past uh, couple of days, our, our listeners that are that subscribe to the Country Squire Radio YouTube channel, I uh, have seen a little bit more of me as I've been uh, attempting. And I, you know, I, I probably should have should have let you know that I was doing this, but I do this from time to time, uh, yeah, testing out yeah. testing out new setups and that sort of thing on the on the YouTube channel. And it's a nice chance to kind of check in, and it's very very casual that sort of thing. It, it's extremely casual. One might even say unprofessional in the uh, <laughs> in the way that it's just, hey, can y'all hear me? You know, tap tap tap. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. It's pretty rough, but anyway. So this last past, uh, you know, Sunday, our church, uh, as with many churches, if if not most, if not all, around the globe, have, are going to kind of remote services for the next several weeks. Uh, I was tapped by our church to do uh, AV uh, audio visual for for oh, that. Oh yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, so I had to deconstruct my entire recording setup, bring it over to the church, and actually on Sunday after we got done uh, with the service. I needed to fix some things and we needed to test it, but we didn't want to test it to the, the church audience. And then I was like, you know what? 
the, the CSR audience is very forgiving. Let me just, <laughs> let, me just let me just live stream for church real quick, and uh, we awesome. played some music, and it was kind of fun for okay. uh, for a few minutes. There. Well, that's but, great. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I didn't, you know, things are so crazy. I hadn't even, uh, I didn't even catch that. Had no idea. But um, <laughs> yeah. you know, hope it hope it worked out well. I, I love that the church has to borrow the uh, the pipe smokers' equipment to make it. Isn't work, that great? You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I was the warden of the church there for a minute. If you know I know saying. it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like bringing that good incense, man, unless it's an English blend and then you're like running people out. <laughs> well, that, that is true. But yeah, I will say this. I, you know, part of what I did during those is just kind of updating people, let them know that this week, um, possibly, possibly the day this episode goes live, I'll be doing a, a live stream while I'll be going through and doing something I've meant to do for a long while, which is cellaring all of my pipe tobacco. I've got yeah, the yeah. jars and I've had the tins and I've had them on hand. And the only thing that's kept me from actually doing it is that I really just wanted to do it on on camera and kind of use that as an excuse to uh, hang out with folks that want to. I know a lot of folks are at home right now. Um, you know, even when I was just jumping in to do the sound check, I think I, I can't, I'm, I'm sorry, brother, I can't recall your name off the top of my head at the moment, but I did see your comment saying that, you know, y'all, Y'all need us right now more than ever. And I, I think that that's true, not necessarily of, of us specifically, but of kind of that, that sense of personal connection. Community, and, man. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're meant to do this together and not, uh, not alone. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. A pastor friend of mine put out uh, this a couple of days ago. So social distancing is not social isolation, and we can't we can't kind of live in that isolation. So happy to be part of the community here in the in the podcast world, man. We've got an amazing pipe community. Uh, so many of y'all are the reason why we are able to bring you this great content. Of course, uh, those that are supporting us through Patreon, patreon.com slash country squire radio is a place to go to uh, learn how you can uh, join the pipe club. And man, we've got some new pipe club members we got to shout out here. Oh, yeah, this week. We sure do. Yeah, absolutely. Specifically, one we got at the new Squire level, ladies and gentlemen. He washes his car. I'm talking about John Walsh. <laughs> he washes uh, himself, that, which, he is, washes which is very his important. Hands. Right now. You, you yeah. have to wash. You have to wash very thoroughly right now. So that's right. That's <laughs> Man, right. John, thank you so much, brother. Joining uh, joining the International uh, Pipe Club at the Squire level. We are so thankful for that. And uh, man, that's that's awesome. Thank you very much, brother. Absolutely. We also got two new patrons as well who are supporting the show, Roger Adamson and Christopher Davis. Y'all are amazing. And that's the great thing. If, if you want to, uh, if, if you're not really wanting to go the full uh, uh, club member route, but you still want to throw throw a, a buck at the show, man, we would love that support. Head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio to learn more. Y'all are the reason why we were able to make the show happen, uh, even in the midst of all this craziness. So y'all are incredible. Thank you so much. And uh, one last thing before we really jump into today's episode, and that is we've got an upcoming episode, which is a, a, a new entry into our pipe culture series where we are looking at the smoking chair. Now, for those unaware, the pipe culture series is a chance for us to kind of go through and look at some of the commonalities that exist within the pipe world and, and kind of explore some of the the, the common uh, thoughts that we might have about pipe tobacco or the, the common uh, smoking experiences that either we have or we seek. And I say common, but at the same time, there might be extreme differences as well. And we like to kind of explore that. Think of this as almost like a sociological study in the most unscientific fashion possible. Uh, <laughs> but it is a great way for y'all to really kind of uh, add your stories and share your stories. We're looking for emails. We're looking for uh, comments, tweets, send them into the show. Uh, share your thoughts on the smoking chair. What is your smoking chair like? What do you wish it was like? What memories do you have of perhaps somebody else's smoking chair? Uh, we want to hear those. So again, uh, show at countrysquireradio.com is the email address. Just put smoking chair or pipe culture, one or the other in the title, and we'll be able to find those very quickly. Uh, that episode is just a few weeks away. So, um, so go ahead and get those thoughts in and, and we'll be sure to share them on the show. All right, man, we are doing a part two of our pipe shop wins episode. That is uh, right. I think this is, this is kind of, this is kind of new territory because typically when we do a part one and a part two, it's because an episode ran long or we had like a really, really great interview or something of that nature. Uh, in this instance, like literally we're like, no, let's not that we don't always plan ahead. I mean, <laughs> what kind of podcasters would we be if we just made it up every single week? I know, <laughs> no, we, we're always, we're always planning ahead. Although admittedly, a lot of times it's not nearly like, oh, a one-to-one -one like this. And so this is exciting. Right. We're doing our pipe shop wins. Last week, you heard me share some tips from a consumer standpoint of what pipe shop owners and managers can do to really kind of up the game or, or should be doing, or, or from my personal opinion as a, as a consumer, today is where we get the actual good, good, like 
practices, best practices from the man himself, the legend in the pipe nah, tobacco man, world, nah, man. the I, retail I, shop that is the pipe smoking mecca of which many have made a pilgrimage to. Uh, uh, John David Cole, the country <laughs> squire, best three pipe shop wins, aka best practices from uh, from the shop owner. No man, I, I you know honestly I I. I I mean, I, you know, I'm glad to offer my, as I sit here and stutter along, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to offer my You don't take compliments and, or praise very well. You're always like, I, I, well, I don't, I don't. I immediately <laughs> have to step in and apologize for myself, right? It's a part of my self, self-deprecating, uh, you know, humor. But yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm glad to offer my opinion, but I do think the, the best um, practices are going to be consumer driven. And so, you mm. know, honestly, the, the stuff you brought forth last week, we're going to, you know, add to that some today, but, um, Man, that's that's what the heart and soul of this is is made of, you know, is is the the great American smoke shop. Um, the ones that you are are most proud of are the ones where folks feel uh, like they're being taken care of and they're at home and um, and all that stuff. And that's driven by the folks on your side of the counter, Bo. The folks that uh, come in and um, you know and and you know just feel uh, comfortable and and well cared for and um, and so you know it's really important. Um, you know, in, in preparing for these episodes, we, we were kind of laughing because every time we talk about, uh, you know, pipe shop blank, it's always a negative thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, th- these are kind of fun episodes. We were like, well, let's turn the tables a little bit and see, um, you know, what we can do. Uh, just to talk about what, you know, uh, pipe shops can do or are doing, um, you know, to make high quality experiences for their customers. And, um, you know, and, and so that when you go in and you're not just, uh, you know, run off by a grumpy old man behind the counter, but, uh, you know, you're engaged and, uh, you know, there's the certain things you need and um, that are there. And, um, you know, you feel like you've been helped and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and, and you, you want to come back. You know, it's like uh, this is an exciting place to be. It's a fun place you um you know it's like going to the candy shop right you're excited Mm -hmm. when you go to the candy shop you're you're not necessarily excited if you're going to like the you know the insurance store or (laughs) you know uh you know some kind of uh place where you're uh you know you you have to go but um you know you you, a pipe shop you're you're supposed to be you know excited there and you're supposed to uh, have fun while you're there and when you leave you're uh, supposed to anticipate the next time you get to come back right so right um so anyway, we're talking about some of that today from uh, my perspective on my side of the counter. I wanted to uh, cover a few things. It's three points. Um, you know, what what are best practices, uh, you know, something for a pipe shop to win uh, in this kind of area? And number one, uh, I, I thought about this in a few different varieties. They'll kind of come out in my points. But number one, uh, a variety in pipe tobacco. Um, this is this is really really important because hmm. um, a, a lot of a lot of folks what they what they do is they figure they'll pick a few uh, kinds and and assume um, that one of those is going to be their big hit and then they're going to uh, kind of back one horse uh, put their put all their money on one horse kind of thing um, when you know pipe smokers and what makes so much of our modern smoking culture fun is the variety that comes with. Uh, pipe tobacco. There's just so many incredible blends out there, so many um, storied blends, so many that, um, you know, are new and interesting. Uh, you've got all this uh, kind of variety that's out there. And and so, you know, what a lot of retailers do is they'll, instead of, uh, you know, having a nice smattering of, of a lot of different things, they'll they'll go really deep in, let's say, you know, four or five different brands or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, bulk tobaccos or something like that. And um, I've noticed, and, and, you know, just from my side of the counter and also talking to uh, customers that frequent our shop, um, they would rather have, uh, you know, a, a lot of different variety uh, at, at a smaller backstock per item uh, than, than, you know, four different kinds, but, you know, as many pounds as you can buy type thing. So I imagine, you know, like a grocery store and you, you've you got, uh, you know, a, a few jars of this, a few jars of that, a few jars of this. Um, that, that's a better thing than having one jar, but having 40 of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, so much of the pipe smoking culture nowadays is about trying new things. It's about Mm -hmm. variety. It's about pairings. And, um, 
you know, not necessarily buying uh, quantity, but buying, uh, if you are buying quantity, it's a quantity of a bunch of different things just to right. broaden your palate, to collect. There's a kind of a collector's market that's there. And so um, that variety in pipe tobacco is just really uh, important. And I think a lot of, um, you know, shops that are committed to keeping a wide variety, even if they have to go thin on stock because of that, um, but having, you know, uh, let's say instead of having, you know, 15 tins of, um, you know, Escudo, they have, you know, three tins of Escudo and, um, you know, three tins of uh, Capstan and three tins of Three Nuns and, you know, s- some other ones that are that are favorites. You, you kind of broaden it out there and that way you're not over committing to one thing. Vari- variety nowadays is so important for the pipe smoker just because of the, the market that we're in. So I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the, the boutique nature of it the, as the, I mean, you mentioned yourself, the the culture that surrounds the pipe has, has changed over the years, and that's certainly where everybody is. You know, even just kind of make the comparison. You think about like the local spirit shop or uh, or liquor store. You know, if if they only had like you know like six or seven brands of whiskey, you know, I mean, like don't get me wrong. If you if you are a Jack Daniels loyalist and that's all you want to drink, great. But I mean, that's going to be a very select market. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's going to be a very specific yeah. customer, as opposed to you know the more discerning customer who's like, well, you know what, I I know I need bourbon. But I, I'm very curious to see what else is out there. You know, maybe I'll pick up my 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 loyal my loyal Jack. I don't drink Jack. I'll, maybe I'll point to pick up my uh, my Buffalo Trace, my go to. But I might also you know pick up a little secondary bourbon along the way. I'm gonna up upsell. You know, up up uh, up my purchase there a little bit as I expand yeah. my palate. And well, it's frustrating to go to a spot, especially when you've researched you know the kind of thing you're looking for. And the the reach is fairly limited in terms of not not only do they not have this, they don't really even have anything comparable to this. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it it's true. I mean, I think a, a lot of folks when they go shopping for this type of thing, they want uh, they want to pick one out of many, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, we always talk about uh, we could have. Uh, the exact tin of tobacco that you're interested in on the shelf. But if it's the only one on the shelf, it's not going to feel as special to buy uh, than it is if you purchase it amongst, uh, you know, many, many different options that you get to compare and uh, contrast and, you know, compare reviews on and check, uh, you know, the different opinions and, uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. It, it's part of the uh, part of the experience, right? Um and so, uh, you know, it, that same kind of thing goes into our number two point, um, which I, I think is a good best practice for uh, pipe shops that are that are winning. And that is um, that is having a, a variety of quality pipes at uh, at reasonable prices. And th- this is something that's really important. A lot of um, a lot of shops when they uh, you know kind of are interested in the pipe related stuff, or um, you know if they're wanting to, if maybe they're a cigar shop and they're wanting to get into the pipe business or something of that nature um you know, a lot of a lot of mistakes are made in this point i think because you know they kind of overcommit to um you know uh, pipes that are in a certain uh like a certain price range that are not particularly uh affordable for you know the the everyday smoker or certainly the the entry level smoker and when you're building a pipe community when you're building uh, a pipe uh, a pipe culture you know you're trying to educate your pipe smoking uh you know newbies there and and get them on board and in really building that up you've got to have uh you know products that are accessible to them where you know they're not going to feel uh they're not going to have to go home and, uh, you know, repent to their spouse <laughs> about the amount of money that they spent on their new new oh, pipe or, or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, 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 I, I do. I do know what you mean. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening right now know, know that feeling quite well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, uh, you know, uh, these shops, they'll, um, you know, they pride themselves in being, uh, you know, kind of having top quality, top of the line, this and that. But, you know, when you're when you're cultivating a newer uh, pipe smoking community or fledgling pipe smoking community, you've got to have things that are, uh, you know, reasonably accessible to people. And so, um, you know, those starting price pipes, uh, you know, thirty, forty dollars all the way up to, you know, maybe on the higher end, one hundred and twenty. $150 $150 pipes, um, you know, those those brands that we always think of uh, that we've talked about, you know, uh, constantly on the air, Missouri Meersham, uh, Savinelli, Peterson, Chacon, we, we mentioned before, um, you know, that, that starting point, it, having a wide variety there, and if you do have a few uh, more expensive pipes to have those kind of showpiece pipes that are sitting, uh, mm-hmm. sitting in the background, but, you know, the, that, that, 
is, is going to be just a very, very small percentage of what you're trying to do here. So, um, you know, having a, a very wide variety in that very uh, entry-level price point, so the $40 to, you know, $120 uh, price point, and, and then really mixing it up on a lot of shapes and finishes as well. So, um, you know, here... Yeah, variety is so so important uh, in some sense even more than tobacco because um, you know the pipe is such a personal thing it's such a uh, aesthetic thing when people imagine themselves smoking a pipe in their mind they have maybe a specific shape in mind or um, you know a, a certain um, aesthetic that they're looking for they want a pipe to match this activity or or whatever and and that's all you know depends on how the pipes are um, you know if they're bent or straight large or small bowls and uh, rustic and smooth and uh, you know what type of stem material and all these things are um, are important and so having a having a wide variety kind of in this uh, realm is is really important too and so those two points are uh, they work in tandem but they they, they are very important the uh, you know the variety in pipe tobacco uh, having that um, you know kind of th- thin stock but but a wide you know many many facings of, of pipe tobacco that is so much better than having uh, deep stock in um, you know like you know four or five different kinds type of thing so you want to have yeah. want to have variety um, but then the pipes too it, it really it, in some sense it's even more important than that that you want to have those accessible pipes to the general public particularly folks that uh, you know, are, are looking to get into pipe smoking because that's so much of our modern culture now. Smoking culture is going to be based on, you know, getting new pipe smokers into the community, right? There's uh, there's cigar smokers everywhere. Uh, you know, the, the emphasis on pipes is, is growing because of a lot of the hard work that our community is doing. But, um, but to make it continue to grow, we've got to uh, have things that folks that are new to the industry and, you know, new to the, the hobby can kind of, uh, you know, relate to and affect forward and uh, not feel bad about hopping in on. And so, um, you know, there's there's really uh, quality pipes that you find around for, uh, you know, $60, $70, $80, a GG, a Rossi, uh, you know, a Wessex pipe, something of this nature. Um, man, just a great place to start. And uh, and, and I think those, uh, you know, if, if a pipe shop will commit to that, um, then they'll be, they'll be in good shape. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good, Matt. I mean, the you know, we, we talk about it all the time, but the price point can be a, can, can be a major, like, you know, turn off for, for a new customer, a new pipe smoker who really doesn't know what they're stepping into. And, you know, I've, you know, I've seen it done a couple of different ways with pipe shops that will have, you know, very much like, you know, that the high end stuff like front and center and, you know, almost like, um, you know, almost like a, like a jewelry shop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. I mean, you guys have this as well. I mean, you've got the glass cases and I mean, I think that's fairly standard. In fact, I off the, off the top of my head, I don't know that I've ever been to a pipe pipe shop that doesn't have some kind of glass cases, but like there's, there's those that really kind of like, you know, keep their basket pipes, so to speak, like hidden. Yeah. And like, so that they have their basket pipes in like the shame corner. Right. And they got, (laughs) you know, they got the 300 on up in their, in their glass display cases and there's no middle tier. You know what I mean? Like there's no yeah. middle tier. So you, you either go to the shame corner <laughs> and get your, you get your basket pipe or, you know, they, they kind of squeeze you when you're just trying to like figure this out. And so that ain't good. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. You, you go to the shame corner for your basket pipe and your uh, hamster cage tobacco, right? Yeah. <laughs> and when, when, you know, and I'm saying this is an indictment on the, on the, on the shops that do this. Cause like I tell you, I, some, some of my favorite yeah. pipes are basket pipes. Like I know I, it, man. I love them. Like they're great, but man, it's just about it. how the store really kind of sets that experience up yeah i think you're right yeah having a wide variety in that in that range is so important and when people come into a pipe shop and you know the average pipe they see is a you know two or three hundred dollar pipe um you know it's gonna be uh in some sense kind of a turnoff uh and Mm -hmm. if the guy behind the counter is kind of snobby about uh the products and things like that well oh you don't want to start on this because uh you know um you know the briar isn't aged quite as long or whatever that you know we we can we can have there's some truth to some of those things i mean that you know but but there are also limits to them you know we've got to uh meet people where they're at see what they're willing to to really do i mean i, I do think you're going to have a, a better smoking experience uh you know if you buy uh let's say a, a bing's favorite or something from savinelli or a um you know a peterson system pipe perhaps um you know then you will 
uh, you know, with a with one of your lower end basket pipes. But at the same time, you may not. You know, these are uh, mm-hmm. it's very it's very uh, um, subjective, and it's uh, you know one of those things where uh, yeah, folks have to start somewhere. You know, you you don't you don't uh, immediately you know move up into the Hamptons. Hamptons, you know, you buy your starter house first, right? And you enjoy That's it right. and learn That's how to. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. And then you you know your first car, unless you come from. I don't know, maybe a wealthy family or something. The first car that you buy is probably not, uh, you know, BMW seven series. It's, it's, it might be a, you know, Honda civic or something. And so, and you kind of, you know, as time goes on, you work up there. Right. And that's, and that's a good thing. Um, so you, exactly you've got right. to to cultivate this pipe smoking culture. Uh, you really have to have a wide variety in in very accessible price points, and so uh, that is really important for pipes. And of course, the uh, you know variety of finishes and uh, and shapes and things of that nature is is very important. So coming to our my third uh, point here, and this is really the heart and soul of it all, because we've kind of talked more, uh, you know, the first two points here about mechanics and nuts and bolts. And, um, you know, these are more kind of businessy uh, related topics, but uh, but they are important for, you know, for pipe shops, I think, if, if they're going to win and, and good pipe shops really major in those things. But mm. what, what they what they major in most uh, that we're most proud of is is being a resource for the customer. It's really just being a resource for the pipe smoker. And and that is where a good pipe shop is separated from, um, you know, from a mediocre or a poor pipe shop is just being a resource for, uh, for the pipe smoker. You know, we have talked um, in the past, Bo, so many sad stories uh, about, uh, you know, where folks walk into a pipe shop or a tobacco shop and uh, they're just met with, uh, you know, some type of consternation or, (laughs) you know, know, where uh, you don't really feel like, uh, you know, you're welcomed in the community or that your questions are not uh, honored, uh, you know, or uh, you know, someone is just, you know, tired of kind of dealing with, uh, you know, neophyte maybe. And, and so they're like, ah, just figure it out. There's resources online or wherever. Um, it, man, so many sad stories about that. And, um, and, and I think that is where the battle is won or lost in the, in the good pipe shop is the stance of the guy behind the counter on his willingness or her willingness to be a resource for the for the pipe smoker. It's just yep. so incredibly important. Even if that person behind the counter is not the most knowledgeable, being willing uh, to walk with walk with the consumer, walk with the pipe smoker, uh, learn while they're learning, uh, point them in the directions you know, and and just being that counselor and that resource there. Um, man, it is the heart and soul of a pipe shop uh, to come in and have someone really uh, be able to connect with you and and um, in and and work with you on you know enjoying your pipe uh, more so that's a it's a fruitful experience and it um, you know it, it's going to be good for you and it's going to be good for the retailer too which is uh, which is good all around so um, we like we talk about so many sad stories about folks that um, you know that will go in and. Um, you know, have these kind of judgmental, you know, things where you're looking over your shoulder, uh, you know, trying to figure out who's going to, you know, throw you out of the shop or whatever. We kind of talked about that some last week. But, um, you know, um, being a resource for the customers um, and then also, you know, is a part of that being a resource. In order to be a resource, you have to work on your own knowledge base. And so um, mm. a subset of this one is being a student of the craft, being a, wow. um, yeah. you know, being a, um, a, a real you know a hobbyist uh in practice as as well as you know just something that you go to uh for your profession being a student of the craft and so um you know learning always you know finding the next uh the next thing that you're deficient in and trying to uh, learn more about that whether it's blending or information on pipe uh carving or uh you know if it's uh, curing different types of tobaccos or um you know the the best tools that are currently on the market, uh, the best accessories that are out there, uh, best practices in order to, you know, overcome, uh, you know, problems that pipe smokers regularly have, things like pipe smoking wet or or hot or tongue bite or things of these natures. Um, you know, just having, uh, having an ability to uh, engage on these common uh, things and not just, you know, kind of shrug your shoulders and say, well, you know, good luck, but, um, you know, but continually learning uh, there, I think is really important. Yeah, that's huge, man. So like you said, there, there is a, a call to action there for, for, you know, someone who 
doesn't, you know, who's at, who's currently working the counter who doesn't have the knowledge, right? Yes. Actively educate yourself, but even don't wait to educate yourself to be that resource. I think it's, that's, that's crucial. I'm often reminded when it comes to customer service and uh, knowledge of the folks that are behind the counter, no matter what the store of uh, the, you know, the episode of Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson goes to Home Depot yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guy comes up to, you know, he's like, hey, how can I help you? And he's like, just like sizes up. He goes, I know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have nothing for me. Right. Exactly. There, there is, there, you know, you, you want, there, there are going to be customers like the Ron Swanson's of the world that you're just, you know, they're, they're not coming to you for that knowledge. But you never want to be put in that place where <laughs> the non-Ron Swanson's of the world are able to tell very quickly, I know more than you. You know what I mean? If you're, right. if you're Google right. searching it behind the counter, uh, for every question, that's probably that's not a good start. <laughs> but the point is to Google search it when you're, you know, when you're exactly, uh, not, you know, when, when on your on your own time, right? Exactly. And to, to, yeah. to really be a curious student about these things. I mean, I think that's very important. And and you'll know as a tobacconist or just as a you know as a as a sales you know person in the uh, in your pipe shop, you'll know um, you know what things to pursue because of the questions your customers ask. They're going to point you in that direction. Um, and and so it's fun because you're constantly, uh, you know, the, the content of your lessons are constantly walking in the door, right? I mean, that's what's uh, so fun about it. Every day presents a new uh, quirk, a new challenge uh, that folks, you know, need help with, they need to get to the bottom of. And so, um, you know, as a part of being a resource, um, probably the biggest piece of that functionally is just listening, just, mm. you know, it, we, mm. when we talk and when we have conversation, we, you know, this is more on the you know, philosophical or maybe even, you know, uh, psychiatric side or something. But, uh, you know, it, it's a it, we're so prone when we're having a conversation instead of listening to be thinking about our response to what the other person is saying. Right. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in, instead of listening, you know, if you're talking, Bo, instead of listening to what you're saying, it's so tempting for you know me to sit here and, and be thinking about my response to what you're saying. Right. Instead of just listening and, and digging in on your perspective, being curious about your experience and and really trying to you know empathize with, uh, you know, your uh, maybe your confusion or your question or your feelings or whatever it might be. Um, and, and that's that's difficult. Because I think so much of our modern discourse is um, talking kind of at each other instead of really engaging with, uh, you know, what people are actually trying to communicate. And so... so stepping back, you know, okay, pulling the counselor back out, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say, John David, I don't even have a response to that because I wasn't trying to formulate one. I was just trying to listen to what you were because saying. Because you were listening to me, right? <laughs> and and you were, and, and I love that you thought so hard about that response to what I just said, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's, it, it's very important is just to listen to, listen to the customer. If a customer is having, uh, you know, issues with, um, you know, this or that in the pipe smoking world, World, a lot of times, you know, they you have to give them the opportunity to, um, you know, describe what they're experiencing and not assume uh, what they're experiencing. And if you do, then you'll you'll get a lot closer to you know where they need you to be in order to help them. And so, um, you know, that that's that's you know for me part of the fun. Uh, a lot of customers when they come in, pipe smokers, they they know in their mind what they want. You know, they they they're like, well, I want to. I want a tobacco that smells good and tastes good. And I say, well, you want an aromatic tobacco? And they're like, no, 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 no. I, I, I want a tobacco that smells good and tastes good. And you're like, oh, okay, well, um, you know, well, you know, this is a, a you know, cherry flavor tobacco or peach flavor or whatever. And, and they're like, well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? Aromatic might not mean anything to them, but you don't know that unless you're listening to kind of what their intent is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it happens yeah. all the time. Um, so it's kind of, kind of funny how that is, but just, just listen, uh, be a good, um, uh, be a good companion to the folks that come in your shop and, uh, and be a resource for them and really just meet people where they're at. Um, that's, you know, the most fun of all this is just, you know, in building community is meeting folks where they're at, uh, helping them make, 
uh, you know, good decisions. And then as they have, you know, questions in the future, um, you know, coming alongside them. And you're going to, if you do that, uh, build a really uh, energetic, high quality, you know, pipe community in your, in your smoke shop. And, um, and that's what the best shops are doing. They're, they're uh, being resources for their customers and having great selections of, of pipes at reasonable prices and a wide variety of tobaccos. And I think if those three things happen, particularly that third point where you're a resource, you're listening, and, uh, you know, you're willing to continue to learn, you'll win. And, uh, and you'll, be, you'll be one of those shops that are on the map and, uh, and that people are excited to go back to. Man. Great tips. I mean, just to kind of run those back again, variety of pipe tobaccos uh, for folks to, uh, your customers to enjoy, making sure that you've got pipes at reasonable prices across the spectrum, and then also be a resource by knowing your craft and being a, a student of the craft. Fantastic. If I may, John David, I, and I hope this is not out of place, I want to throw one more in there if I can. As yeah. a, as a, if you want to win, this is something as a pipe shop you need. And that is to make sure you are fully stocked with the amazing products from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And of course, that is not out of place at all. Uh, <laughs> man, especially in this episode, which that always comes uh, right at this specific time. Uh, man, we are so thrilled, of course, every single week to talk about Missouri Meerschaum and their high quality pipes. And um, man, it just, you know, we talked about having uh, a variety of pipes at uh, affordable prices that are good for the uh, new smoker and the veteran smoker alike. And, um, and this year we are talking uh, this week, we're talking today about the St. Patrick's Day Pipe 2020. Oh, yes, the luck of the Irish pipe from our friends at Monday Medicine. That's right, man. He had the most, uh, that was the best Irish Missourian accent I've ever heard. <laughs> well, they tried to tell uh, me that it's offensive, but I got to tell you, they're always after me, Lucky Charms, so I don't find that to be too. That's, that's awful. That is awful. Yes, yes. It's, it's, Probably it's shouldn't fantastic. offend and turn off like a, a good segment of our audience right during the sponsorship. That's, that's, no, not good. man. You're doing great. You're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) The St. Patrick's Day pipe from Missouri Mearson this year is, uh, it's a beautiful pipe. It's a cylindrical bowl with a hardwood plug insert. It's a tall bowl with a cream colored stem, which is just really pretty, that kind of a gold cream color uh, with an antique brass band around the end of the shank. So uh, just very, very attractive, uh, very affordable for this uh, quality Missouri Meerschaum pipe at $24.99. And uh, you can get it at the source uh, from corncobpipe.com. They'll ship it to you directly from their factory and uh, just a beautiful piece. Uh, It's one of those things that you'll be proud to have, particularly in marking this very eventful and uh, and memorable, uh, you know, (laughs) St. Patrick's Day season here uh, in March of 20. So uh, check it out. It'll be one of those things as you're sitting at home, uh, social distancing, you can still uh, connect with, uh, you know, your pipe smoking friends across the world. And of course, uh, you know, feel, um, you know, the the companionship of a high quality Missouri Meerschaum. All right. And hey, if you are uh, doing so, be sure to send those pictures in. We'd love to retweet them out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. Now, before we actually do this pipe question of the week, I want to just kind of put it out there. This pipe question of the week, when I say we've got a backlog of listener feedback, like you would not believe it. So much great positive stuff that we'll be digging into and sharing. I know a lot of people like wrote in like weeks ago and we still haven't gotten to their feedback yet, but we we need some more questions. So, hey, if y'all have got some pipe questions, y'all always be sure to send those in. Pipe question of the week. This week coming in from listener Ned J. Here's what Ned J has to say. This is uh, uh, on a previous episode, the Smoky Dragon wrote into the show and asked if anyone had tried Toki. Uh, it got me thinking, what are some of the more rare tin tobaccos that collectors might want to keep an eye out for? I know, I know, Frogmorton, McClelland, yada, yada, but I'm talking about lost for decades, but possibly still out there somewhere waiting to be uncovered. Thanks, guys. Again, that is coming from Ned J. Yeah, some of the ones that, that always kind of come to my mind. Of course, there, there's a variety of um, you know different tobaccos out there that are um, you know prized possessions, hard to hard to get. Um, you know, older tobaccos, but you know the the ones that often come to my mind in this category are the tobaccos that are still on the market today, but that were re- but that were previously made. Um, by different manufacturers okay so like um, imagine like um i'm I'm trying to think of a you know mainstream not 
pipe uh, kind of equivalent of that. It's almost like if someone made something today and it's the same name, uh, but but they're really known for the one they made back in the 60s or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so much of our uh, pipe tobacco is is like that. You know, folks are like, oh, well, you know, I, I, the Dunhill tobacco of today, well, it's good. You know, we, we, we enjoy it and smoke it and, and, you know, stock up on it and all that. But, but boy, you should have tried it when Murray's was making it back in the late 70s, mm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, those are the ones, it seems to me, uh, that have, you know, a lot of the most buzz behind them, a lot of the most uh, meaning behind them, because those are tobaccos that it's what you, your grandfather smoked back in the day. They were popular, they're, you know, popular then as they are popular now, but but those uh, those maybe original manufacturers or, or the ones that made them uh, famous or put them on the map, you know, uh, th- those are kind of the, the ones that, you know, folks tend to go for. So if you can get your hands, for instance, on, uh, you know, a can of Three Nuns that was actually manufactured by Bell's, um, you know, instead of standard tobacco, um, you know, a, a tin of Capstan that was made, uh, you know, by WDHO uh, uh, Willis, uh, you know, instead of from MacBaron. Uh, and of course, you know, something uh, like the older varieties of Dunhill tobaccos, those are something to keep your eyes open for. And I think uh, highly, highly coveted pieces by uh, tin tobacco collectors. But, um, you know, there's a variety. Some people, you know, you'll find these, uh, you know, Prince Albert, uh, you know, cans uh, all over the place, but but it's rare to find one with actual uh, an actual package of unsealed, you know, or of sealed tobacco in there, or uh, maybe an old tin of, uh, you know, Balkan Sobrani or uh, Edsworth slices or something interesting like that. Um, those are ones that are that are hard to get your hands on. Um, so uh, yeah, to, you know, keep an eye out for them. They're uh, not not easy to find, but uh, but some of those are out there, and that's something you know that's different that. Um, you know, may be interesting for you to seek after other than the usual suspects like uh, Frogmorton Cellar and, um, you know, Christmas Cheer and some of those guys. So um, anyway, yeah, just some just some food for thought. Fascinating. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, hey, Ned Jay, hopefully that gives you something to, to uh, begin your, your quest as you go out there finding uh, that which the Smoky Dragon has, has uh, inspired you to find. There's something, something there. Smoky dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good luck in your uh, in your quest there, Ned. And hey, if you've got a pipe quest of the week, we actually have a ton of feedback that we'll be going through and, and trying to play catch up on over the next several weeks. But uh, but we're kind of running a little bit low on, uh, on pipe questions. So if you've got some, this is a great time to send them in. Or if you've sent some in the past that for whatever reason uh, didn't get selected, a uh, great, great chance to send those back in. Uh, it would be now. So be sure to send those in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. <laughs> Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. Ow! Bracket addiction. Addiction? (laughs) I mean, kinda. (laughs) We're doing the bracket edition. Uh, Continuing on the March Madness, even though all other March Madnesses is shut down, we are the one, baby. That's right. This March Madness is not shut down. Uh, This is, I think, the final week, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) And uh, we're doing a muffin bracket. A muffin bracket. A muffin bracket. Bo, this is this has got to be the first muffin bracket in in human history. I, you know what? <laughs> I mean, like, I would love for that to be the case because that is a crown I would proudly wear. I just have a feeling that that is not the case. I'm Someone sure called is... Guinness Book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's They're got to be there. a. This has got to be the inaugural muffin bracket. But no, um, man, they yeah, got, man, uh, I, I'm Susie out in uh, out in uh, uh, the Midwest somewhere. She she does a muffin bracket every single year. Like, that sounds like something that would happen in Iowa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's All this right. is this, this is for straight from Iowa, but through the country square. All right, you ready, sir? <laughs> yeah. All right. Blueberry versus cranberry orange. Oh man. All right. I'm gonna go with blueberry, but it's that's that's a tough call. Okay. All right. So you're going with the classic. I get that. I respect it. Uh, I I don't personally think that that I could go go with you there because blueberry for me is there are some blueberry muffins that are phenomenal, and there are some that are just straight up trash like just liquid (laughs) garbage kind of like meshed into some sort of muffin shape uh typically any store-bought blueberry muffin (laughs) liquid garbage meshed into a muffin shape you kind of feel like you i I think you just described like the 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 swisher sweet 
of of the muffin world. Wow. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I got some good memories with some Swisher Sweets now. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> All right. So, so, but cranberry orange muffin is typically, if someplace is offering it, that means you got you got the skills to make a cranberry orange, and okay. typically okay. it means it good. Now, that being said, the only potential exception would be if a cranberry orange was going up against, um, I know you don't like evoking anything in Oxford, man, but the Bottle Tree Bakery up in Oxford, Mississippi, you know what I'm talking about? I don't, know. You don't know what I'm talking Dude. You got you to gotta shake off that Starkville hate, man. You need to go, go to Oxford. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you need to go to Oxford, you need to go to Bottle Tree, and you need to get one of their blueberry muffins because it is heaven on a plate. It's, it's pretty good, huh? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> but it is the only one, so I'm going to go with cranberry orange. All right, so we, we go, went, for round one, we went, went two different ways. Round two, here we go. Carrot versus bran. I've never in my life heard of a carrot muffin. What? Really? Ever. I, I've oh. I've never heard of a carrot muffin, a brand muffin. Oh. Yeah, oh. I mean like okay. a I, morning I mean, glory car- would would also be kind of a carrot muffin. I think uh, a morning glory is that. I mean, do you know about that? One? I, I I don't. I, I, I'm just not tracking, man. I'm gonna have to go with brand. Okay, okay. <laughs> a wow. carrot muffin. I mean, I've heard of carrot cake, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'll go with the brand muffin. Sometimes you want you know Wheaties instead of uh, Frosted Flakes, right? Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. Brand, I mean, these are like the two healthy options right here, I feel. Uh, and, <laughs> and between the two, I, th- I feel like you can kind of dress up a brand. I'm going to go with brand just because I'm not a huge fan of carrot um, okay. in this capacity. So there you go. All right, so now this is it. This is the the championship round, or is it? We'll find out. Uh, you, John David, blueberry <laughs> versus brand. Who wins? Blueberry. Blueberry. Ten you times blueberry out of ten, going all the way. Yep. I got cranberry orange going all the way. But wait, what's this? Coming out of nowhere, breaking all the rules, busting down the door, the <laughs> chocolate chip chocolate muffin. <laughs> That's right. The chocolate chip muffin, man. I I I'm I'm gonna have to I don't know, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the challenger out in left field. I'm I'm gonna go with the chocolate chip muffin. I mean it just crushes, man. First of all, it's not a muffin. We all know it's just straight up cake. Like it is you know what I mean? it's dessert. <laughs> it is. It is. Which is why if it enters into this, it wins automatically. So yes, we're gonna give it to the chocolate chip muffin. <laughs> there you go. That's the muffin bracket. <laughs> art art folks, I, I, I could just hear the relief on in our listeners' ears about the end of March happening now. Yeah. No, no more no more brackets. Uh no no hopefully soon, no more pestilence and uh and and no more no more muffins. There was a breakfast <laughs> theme kind of throughout. I don't know if people got that. We had juice and eggs and muffins, you know, it's it's good, man. It's good. Oh man. I think you and your kids like came up with these at a uh, Waffle House or something. Yeah. Oh man. All right, well there you go. So though we I think next week if I'm not mistaken, we will be returning to a traditional quick fire questions. Uh as sent in by listeners. If you want to go ahead and send in some quick fire questions, uh we'll be going through yours as well. You can send those in to show at countrysquareradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquareradio.com. The old breakfast bracket. <laughs> Your thoughts? Your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right. This first one is coming in from Joseph. Uh, this is, uh, he says, my name is Joseph Bowman. Wait, we know Joseph Bowman. Don't we know Joseph Bowman? We do now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. I feel like I've seen his name about. Maybe I'm wrong. But he is from Alston, Ontario, Canada, but recently moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's probably why I've seen his name about. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, to attend Calvin Theological Seminary, I found out about your podcast through the pipe community at the Indian River Tobacco and Furniture City Pipe Society. Of course, we love all the folks out there. Uh, now I'm listening to the, quote, back issues of the podcast every day while I work out at the gym, uh, walking five miles on the treadmill. You guys are great. Thanks for making my day brighter. God bless. And again, that is from Joseph. So Joseph, welcome, brother. And uh, yeah. yeah. Great, great Man, community real, out there in Grand Rapids. You are not in a pipe smoking desert. That is for sure. Ooh, <laughs> there are ooh. plenty of resources there for you, man. Lot, lots of good friends up that way. So, um, man, happy puffing to you. Absolutely, man. We also got an iTunes review in. This is coming from, I love this, S10FTF37V3R3D. 
I think I may have <laughs> included some additional numbers or letters in there. I think but you may have. Your, your dyslexia caught up with you about about five digits into that. But yeah, uh, but yeah man, a, a wonderful uh, iTunes review uh, in, in from, we'll just call him 10S. He says, uh, wonderful experience if you want to learn more things about pipe smoking and tobacco, this is the show. Plus, you may get a good chuckle now and then. Uh, it's perfect for both the seasoned pipe smoker and those new to the hobby. So wow. uh, S10 um, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you so much for your iTunes review. We're glad we've been a good resource for you, man. Absolutely. It's uh, it's it's always a pleasure. I, you know, whenever reviews like this specifically that kind of uh, or that, that kind of touch onto the exact kind of pressure point that where we want to be at, right? Like how do we yeah, sure. kind of walk that line and really be a resource to both the seasoned pipe smoker and to somebody who's picking up for the first time um, since day one that I think has been at the forefront of the mindset of the show. So uh, many years later, the fact that we're still able to hit that or uh, that y'all are still receiving it in such a way, that's huge. So thank y'all so much. Yeah. The feedback goes a ton, does a ton to uh, help support the show for those who haven't already. I mean, you know, you're, you, you, many of you, you know, you might have a little free time on your hands. Head over to iTunes, write us a review. Doesn't cost you a dime. And uh, <laughs> you get your thoughts right on the show. Uh, for those of you that are able to support the show, uh, we would not be happening without that support. So head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio where you can support the show there. Join the pipe club. There's more information. Again, that is at patreon.com slash country squire radio. You can keep up with us throughout the week. Um, now, as I mentioned already, uh, I am going to be doing a YouTube, a live YouTube uh, cellaring of pipe tobacco this week. Yeah, it's so, going to be fun. Yeah. Search for country squire radio on YouTube and, and you'll be able to, uh, to join him for that. I'll have the live chat going. Uh, I should probably warn our live chat is not regulated. I don't know how to regulate it. Every once in a while we get somebody uh, uh, that, you know, we, we, the trolls are out there. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> so just, just putting that out there as well, but one way or the other, let's, let's not let that keep us away. So y'all, y'all, uh, y'all come in and, and have fun and you know, more details there. You can uh, also keep up with us through Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, this was a good one. Yeah, I had fun, man. It's always good to talk about, you know, things that uh, shops can do or are doing to, uh, man, make it fun. Make make pipe smoking, um, you know, fun for the for the smoker and for newbies and more seasoned guys alike. And um, and so that you, you, don't, you don't wind up on our bad list, you know, and, and wind up, <laughs> uh, you know, coming out in the uh, uh, therapy sessions of, uh, of, you know, tobacconists that, uh, you know, have lost their minds. <laughs> well, you know, and it is interesting because this is definitely a topic that I was I was, you know, I I obviously enjoyed last week and, and putting together, you know, my side of things, but I thought, you know, it's like, man, this is, this is like from a pipe shop owner to pipe shops out there. I wonder what me as a consumer can, can walk away with And Man, I really do feel like I, I got some insight that I wouldn't have otherwise had. Plus it, it kind of made me realize some things about myself. Like, yo, I, I am the traditional pipe, you know, pipe shop buyer consumer at this, you know, at this stage of the game. So yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, good deal. Hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother.